Hell yeah, brother. What if I did the podcast in this voice? It actually does not. I, I was spent about 10 minutes practicing earlier and it was pretty all right. Welcome to Shades of Brown, a podcast about being brown and computers. This week, we're going to talk about Isabel, the cutest person in Animal Crossing. I remember back in high school, I used to Animal Cross, but it was something different. <laughs> you hear me, brother? Holy <laughs> 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 shit. This is going to have to make Holy it into the shit. show. What the was fuck it? was that? <laughs> I was recording this on my end. <laughs> I was recording it on Jesus my end. Jesus Christ, that was bad. That's that's. So you're saying so don't bad. put that into the final episode? I mean, I mean, it's funny though. It's it's kind of funny. Uh, Shades of Brown is slowly becoming a, a comedy podcast. Hell yeah, brother! Uh, it's fine. God. All right. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I, I'm I'm ready to start. Uh, so. Oh God. Hell yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Heather has corrupted your brain. I swear to God. I'm gonna I swear to fucking God. <laughs> fucking This this is this is what ha- happens when you have Heather on okay. the podcast. Uh, right. I, I guess okay. it's time time to get started. Um, <clears throat> in three, two, one. Hi, I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 119 of Shades of Brown. Uh, and this week, uh, I mean, there's, there's, it's, it's kind of a quiet week. So we have some video games, we have some phones, we have some, uh, Android stuff to talk about. So let, let's get started with the Android stuff. Uh, so there's a, there's a new story about, uh, well, a new Play Store policy that, uh, Google, that Google is cracking down on location tracking Android apps, right? Uh, they are going to make, uh, apps that actually, that need background location access justify it, right? Uh, and there's like a, there's a whole timeline, uh, that says that, you know, that there's this factors like, does the feature deliver clear values to the user? Would users expect the app to access the location in the background? Is the feature important? To the primary purpose of the app, can you deliver the same experience without accessing location in the background, right? Uh, so uh, April is the policy date, and then May is like they're going to have feedback, and August 3rd is like all new apps submitted to Google Play that need background access will need to be approved, and November 2nd, uh, all existing apps that request background location will need to be approved or will be removed from Google Play. So. Like, what do we, like, this is good, right? This is, this, this is, is a net benefit, I feel this like. This is yeah, a net definitely. benefit. My question is, uh, it says, Google says that even apps made by Google will be subject to these new requirements. Mm. And I'm like, I think they had to say it though, right? I feel like you have to because everyone's going to f- cry foul and be like, well, if, if my app can't track users' locations every day, why can't yours, Google, right? Like, I feel like someone's is gonna like come out with that argument, so they had to preemptively throw that in there. Yeah, like I mean, I hope that Google is actually gonna implement it into their apps as well. Like, I mean, how many Google apps need locations? Like, Google Maps is the big one, but like stuff like Google. Um... Oh, there's one. I'm actually Stadia requires your location, uh, because if you're setting up a. Uh, Chromecast with it, or you're setting up the Stadia controller. For some reason on iOS, it'll say you can only do it if you give give it location permissions. What I that is not that is all very suspicious. Actually, um, I, I why would it require your location? I, I another suspicious one too, right? Is that Google Photos will ask you for your location for tagging photos, but but you don't take pictures in the in the Photos app, and any photo that has location data, that's an exif tag on there that's not 
that's not something that your phone needs to write to it. You know, you know what I mean? So like the fact that it's like, oh yeah, well give us a location because your photos will be tracked for the location. So you can search from a bio location. I don't, I don't think that's how that works. Mm, mm, uh, Google mm, does this. So this is like, uh, is the feature important to the primary purpose of the app? Uh, uh, Google photos? No. Uh, why, why does it need, uh, location? Um, so like, oh my, if I just actually, I just thought of a really great podcast segment. All right. Instead of hot or not location tracking or not. Oh, oh that's good. Like you have to like, does this feature make sense? Like, let, like hold on, let's pull a random app from the play store. Fuck it. Let's do this. Let's go to, let's go to play.google.com. Um, actually I'm going to send you a link to the top hundred, top hundred apps. So we can just go through a couple of them, not all of them. Right. Obviously a couple of them. And let's see, let's see what, um, so I'm here on, oh man, the play store looks, uh, looks the same. <laughs> that is, that is a look. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's like showing me movies. Okay. Let's, let's just go to apps. I sent you the link. So it's it's play.google.com slash store slash apps slash collection slash cluster question mark a huge string to get to the top apps. <laughs> so so let's start with the first three apps, right? Uh for okay, it's gonna be different for me and for you because I have Tim Hortons here and I don't think you have Tim Hortons on your list. So the first the top free app I have right now, I'm looking at the top charts. I have TikTok, yep. Does let's see, do you think TikTok needs access to your location? Yes, because I would imagine they have location tagging stuff in videos. Like I would imagine you can tag like stuff like you can tag a video with a location. I would imagine that would require location access, but not background location access, right? Like it's not it's not like the the policy here is for like a back like location access in the background, right? And like uh TikTok probably doesn't need your location access in the background, only when you're using the app, right? So like, actually TikTok does not access your location. However, TikTok can retrieve a list of running apps, which is weird. Um, where are you seeing the permissions though? Like, is there like a scroll to the bottom? Scroll to the bottom. View permissions. View details. So we have TikTok. TikTok no, and TikTok doesn't need it. IRS to go. Um, that's for getting your tax returns. I'm just going to skip over that one. Instagram. Does Instagram need your location? I mean, it doesn't need your location in the background, but it definitely uses your location for if you want to geotag your photos, right? If you want to geotag your photos, if you take it using Instagram, like you can tag the uh, you can tag the photo with the location, and that uh, requires for, uh, like it doesn't require background access, right? But it requires uh, it requires. Okay, so it's, let me see the permissions for Instagram contacts. Uh, Microphone. Okay, so record audio, right? Wi Wi Fi connection information. Why does Instagram need that? Um, device ID and call information, which will gives it why? Um, photo media. Okay, that's fine. Retrieve running apps. Why? Why do all these apps need to retrieve the list of running apps? Like, I don't actually. Serious question for the Android users or any Android developers who listen. Because every app we've seen gets a list of running apps. Um, if you if you know what library, what feature requires that, like actually add us, I would appreciate that. It feels like some some maybe some SDK or some library is doing this. I don't know if that's uh, SMS. Why does Instagram need SMS access? Does Instagram is Instagram able to uh, be like an SMS app? It is not able to text. I don't think it is. But so we get some other apps, right? We have. Disney Plus doesn't ask for your location. Cash App does, but that's because they have like location based, um, what's it called? Location based um, deals and stuff. Spotify, uh, Facebook, Snapchat, Facebook, Snapchat do, even though it's gross, like they have clear uses for it. Actually, if, do you know how SnapMap works? SnapMap is the weirdest feature ever. It basically lets you view the location of all your friends when they have the app open. It is opt-in, but like people just turn that on for no reason. Um, that's that's a very uh, creepy feature. Uh, I am not a fan. Uh, Spotify needs your location. Why? 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 Why does Spotify need my location? I, I, I don't think it, I don't think it has location access uh, location requirements on iOS. Like uh, like let me let me let's, let me just open up. My set, uh, my settings panel for for uh, let's see, Spotify. Uh, no, Spotify has a uh, background app refresh and cellular data uh, and uh, Siri, but like it doesn't have uh, location on iOS. Uh, so um, 
Hello, Spotify. Let's see Discord. What what location permissions does Discord have? Mm, Discord. Mm, mm. Let's see. Discord can pair with Bluetooth devices, drive other apps. It can send sticky broadcast, change your audio settings. Okay, that makes sense. Storage, microphone, identity, photos. Okay, Discord does not does not have location. Yeah, thankfully. so so it doesn't doesn't. I mean, doesn't that that that's fine. Discord's permissions are actually fine. Uh, Reddit, however, has lo- asked for location permissions. Um, I think Reddit can. Uh, Reddit can, like, like Reddit can, like you can post. No, I, actually, why does Reddit require your location? That's that's. A, I think it probably has like a local feature where like you can view it, things close to you, but it's. Uh, I, I yeah. I mean, I, I think most of these apps don't require background location, though, right? Like most. Yeah, of these I'm apps, looking at most of the top apps don't. But it's still like going to be interesting to see like how an app like say Venmo or like PayPal asks for your location. Like, uh, like I think Uber, uh, Uber obviously requires like a location permission, right? Uh, Lyft as well. That makes sense, right? Um, Let's see about some of the games. Actually, this is going to be the fun one. I'm looking at apps right now. Let's just take a quick moment to go to games and let's see if I can find any games that'll ask for your. Let's go to free games that'll ask for your location. So the top free game in the play store right now for me is draw climber by a company called voodoo let's scroll down and look at the permission requirements it has a lot of a lot of bad reviews it Uh, also has location so this is this is where it counts for games i think it says location precise location gps and network base look down at other this game can set a fucking alarm on your phone excuse me um it can prevent the device from sleeping do I hear this sounds set an alarm location prevent the device from sleeping and control vibration? This sounds like mm, what's the word for it? It's a certain smelly adware. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like adware. I mean, prevent the device from sleeping is is I think a normal permission for a game, right? Because you don't want the like if the game is running, you don't want the thing to go to sleep. But also at the same time, like uh, mm, uh, control vibration. Okay, that's also fine, right? Because games usually have like haptic feedback using uh, using the vibration thing, right? Uh, but why does it need to set an alarm? Um, um, that's that's a. Let's see. We have ID Please Club Simulation, another second top rated free app in the Play Store. Let's look at the locations this has. Actually, too, this one actually has pretty cheap uh, in app purchases, only two ninety nine per item. You know, that's not that bad. Oh, boy. This can read the contents of your USB storage, modify and delete the contents of USB storage. It can read your contacts. It can read your phone status. It can read call information. It can view your Wi-Fi connections. It can view all of your GPS information. And it gets full network access. This is a game. A game has no reason to view any of that information. Yeah, like like that is... Yeah, the games are the bad ones, right? Like, I, I don't know. Like, the, 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 I think the back, does background show up as like a separate permission from, uh, like precise GPS and like precise uh, or course location. Uh, I that's uh, well, no, no background be it wouldn't be a separate permission because you'd be like, would you let it access it in the background? So let's see, we have another one. We have one called Dentist Bling, which is scary. <laughs> 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 what locations can dentists bling? Once again, GPS, modify storage, um, view network connections, and it can get uh, read, it can modify your storage. Yeah. I mean, this one is not as bad, right? But it still requires precise location data, which is like, why do these, do these games require uh, precise location data? I think these games are selling location data. Uh, I'm just gonna, I, I'm just gonna make that accusation right now because I don't think any of these games actually require uh, location data. Uh, so, like, if you reject location data, like, it'll still, I bet the game will still work. Uh, or more so, let's do another one. Let's so, let's see, we have one called Ice Cream by Tap Nation Inc. that can do all this gross stuff. It can even access your fucking audio. Holy shit! This ice cream little game has access has a microphone permission. Obviously, too, we. Before people tell us, yes, I'm aware Android now, if you have a new Android phone, it will ask you before the apps ran. Um, if you have a new Android phone, which most of the world does not, so just saying that a lot of people can access this microphone without without user's permission. But let's see, if I search this ice cream, Inc., how many clones of it can I find on the Play Store? That's the part I want to see. So I search ice cream, Inc., there's actually a lot of, not clo- like exact clones, but a lot of the same 
Yeah, I mean, there are always clones. Like, that is, I mean, this is mobile gaming. Yeah, oh my god, this is so, Magic Ice Cream. It's a game about making ice cream. However, content rating, sexual content. Um, um, mm. Although this one cannot access your location or any gross stuff. So, this ice cream game might be horny, but it's not disrespecting your privacy. <laughs> Okay, this segment's gone on for too yeah, long. Yeah, this segment, I think, is going to go off the rails soon enough. So let's move on to the next Android thing, which is uh, the Android 11 uh, preview is out, right, uh, for developers, the developer preview. Uh, and we have some notification changes and dark mode options, right? Uh, there's not much, like, there's not much UI changes yet. Uh, which is it's a lot of developer changes. Basically, Google's enforcing a new, um, more secure storage permission by default for Android 11. Google's also making it easier now to do stop backgrounding of app location, as we're talking about. There's the policy side, but there's also an API side where um, Android 11 is going to be just like iOS 13, which is great. Yeah, and there's, there's like the dark theme thing uh, where you can like t- like have it turn on from sunset to sun the sunset to sunrise, which is pretty cool. Uh, which is like. And also, like, uh, apparently there might be a new Bluetooth stack in Android 11. So uh, there's a developer option. I'm telling you, Bluetooth. Bluetooth gets better next every next year. Next year's year's Bluetooth gets good. Really? Uh, you you mean like the new? Well, that's that's the joke. That's the running joke, right? Is like everyone's like Bluetooth's gonna be great next year. Next year, it's the year of year of uh, instead of the year of desktop Linux, it's the year of good Bluetooth. Uh, so. Uh, and also, like the notifications changes, and which means that uh, Android is still much, much better with notifications than uh, iOS. Because uh, you can also bubbles are now by default. You can sort yeah. of do bubbles. You can do. Uh, I, I remember when bubbles were like a cool new concept. Remember, like that one app that action action bubble or link bubble. Yeah, link bubble. I think, or was it called link bubble or something like that? Like it was very novel. Like it was like uh, you could have your browser tabs in little. Uh, Little, little bubbles on your screen, right? And then Facebook copied it for... Uh... No, no, no. It was the other way around. Facebook made chat heads first. And then bubbles became a thing on Android. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Uh, but it, it's a pretty cool concept. Uh, so, And they could, you could, like... The new conversation notification where you can, like... Uh, show as like you, you if you long press on the message notification it'll like open up a huge uh i mean the ui for that looks rough right now but like uh it, it's a thing uh so and, and i think it's mostly that android 11 is still what google's been doing for the past couple of years now which is just cleaning up the os and making it far harder to exploit user privacy which is great which is great but the important question is, and I mean, it is a tired topic at this point, but I still have to bring it up. Does it matter? Does it matter for these core operating system changes? Because there are more mainline components moving into project mainline. But like, you know, the only people who are going to get this this year are like people having a Pixel. Right. Right. And, and maybe the new Samsung phone will get it like a few months. It's going to be like three or four years before these changes actually go out to the broader market. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the reality of Android, I guess. It's like you have to give Android features like a five year, like warm up period before it's like, even then it's like five years. It's like, I mean, like what are the, like what are the percentages of like Android, like market share for like different versions? Like, that's well i think the problem too is now that we as we we're talking about last week these super expensive phones right if you buy super drip man galaxy s20 ultra <laughs> you likely are going to keep it for longer than you would your s7 that was only 700 600 but if samsung a keeps modifying the kernel in the name of security but is breaking stuff this is, it's another story that we're probably not gonna get into but google's been like yelling at samsung because they keep messing with the kernel and it keeps like exposing security vulnerabilities and things they claim to fix um like those people are gonna be stuck on those versions of android longer because samsung has no incentive to update their operating system so it's like it, it's a fun cycle there and i know this is like the the, the classic story of android but but it's sort of for these privacy things it makes sense yes do it on the operating system level but i think like the actual story here is google's not willing to say fuck off the play store if you don't if you're if you aren't 
um, complying with our privacy policies, right? Which is a good way to have it. Because I know some folks might be like, well, oh no, it's an open app market, open blah, blah, blah. But the truth of the reality is it's 2020 and you can install F-Droid if you want a open marketplace. But the Play Store is a better... It better serves the billions of people who use Android if Google just yeets every bad player off of there with... with and then some maybe... Some some like maybe Tasker has to get thrown off the Play Store, right? Because it's not complying to privacy um, regulations or like privacy rules, which I think is fine because you can always install it another way. Like I, I think that's fine for Android if the actual official source becomes far stricter than it currently is in the name of protecting user privacy. Just because of how many bad players, right? How many stories do we? How many times do we go? LOL, Android. Look at all this malware that's on the Play Store. Yeah, like there are every like every month or so, there's like a story about like us, a group of apps that are like doing nefarious things uh, on your phone and have uh, all sorts of uh, sketchy permissions and uh, are stealing. Like for like with the prior piece, we were just literally going through the place where we picked five examples of the top installed games, and the amount of permissions they are requesting to be a game is ridiculous. Yeah, like why does a game? Where does a game that doesn't need your look? Like there is no gameplay. So what game needs your call status? And what game needs to access your microphone? Especially if they're not doing online play. Yeah, like like come on. Um, and yeah, like it's a from permissions free for all. And like <sighs> games are especially like bad because like, you know, like kids are going to be like playing these and like kids are going to install these and it's going to be like, do like people actually look at the permission settings for apps? Like, it, like on your versions of Android, do people like just click, uh, just tap, like allow, like that's also another thing. I don't know. Like what's user behavior like? It's, uh, because I feel like iOS people are trained more to say yes or no to apps, even if it's annoying. But on Android, I think it's because it's such a recent thing that apps and I'll start prompting you for permission prompts, either at install or at runtime. That it's the culture. There isn't a culture of saying no there. Like, have you, you know, it's a fun thing to do. Like, just watch someone use their phone that isn't you. Yes, yes, it is very, actually, it's a very interesting to do, thing to observe, actually, is how people use their phones. And, uh, like, like, if you're ever, if you're on public transit, this is like uh, a thing you could do. Is, uh, I mean, don't be creepy about it, but like. I mean, well, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I was not saying, hold up. Let me just go ahead and remove my stamp of approval from whatever just came out of Static's mouth, because that is not what I'm approving of. I was saying, when I'm with the homies and one of them are like installing an app on their phone and I'm just like watching that, I'm not talking about creeping on people on public transit. Do not do that. <laughs> no, no, don't do that. Uh, but, like people use their phones in ways that are like I think like people don't realize like how uh, like the the concept of uh, alert fatigue, which is like which is what which is what happened with Windows Vista. Do you remember like the UAC prompts that came with Windows or Mac Vista? OS Catalina more recently, uh, right? Um and like. And like how many prompts a user would get every time like a, uh, like an application would try to do something that uh, requires some sort of elevated uh, permission. And like on a Windows Vista, that was, that was like basically every application. And like and you get so many permission prompts that you just start clicking them without reading them, right? And like you just start clicking yes on them to get them to go away. Uh, and like, uh, how much of that is happening on phones? Like how much of, how much, even on iOS is like how many people are, like fatigue or like they just want the app to work like they need to add they, they need to use the app uh like and they don't they don't really like want like they don't not really reading the the permission prompt from the os because like they are just like i want i, I want the app to work not i don't want to i don't care about the permission thing but it's like the alert fatigue thing is is it's it's gonna happen like Android is gonna happen like it, yeah, i think it i think it already happens but i think the two i think two right it's like Apple's doing the smart thing here where they're like, you a user has to explicitly go into settings to turn on always for location tracking because there's no good reason to always be tracking someone's location. Like that's the truth of it. You if if so, let's say a user installs your app and your app is location-based for whatever reason, there's valid reasons for location-based apps, right? Like I'm not not neither me nor static are saying that's not a valid use case. There's sometimes it makes sense to track location, but Always, always getting location access means that if a user isn't using your app, then you're tracking their location, which implies that the user has stopped using their app because they don't want to use your app anymore. And there's a reason they don't want to use your app anymore. 
So you claim that you need their location access all the time to provide functionality. Well, it's like, no, if they wanted that functionality, they would open the app. Exactly. It's like, it's like, uh, I remember when before, I think this was like a little bit of a drama when the Uber app on, on iOS was like, Hey, we're going to change the permission settings. So it has to be always allowed. Uh, and then Apple was like, um, excuse me. Uh, and like they changed it so that you cannot, you have to have a permission, which is like, you have to have an option which is like only while using the app, right? Uh, and if you want to use always allow you, uh, iOS will be like everyone's every like every like once in a while it'll be like, hey, this app is using your permission in in the background. And well, you can't even ask it for on on first launch, right? You're not even you you iOS will not show the user the option to click always on the first time an app prompts for location. But yeah, like you're saying, there's other features like if you do have an app turned on for always, which you manually have to turn on every week. It will say, hey, by the way, this app has pinged your location 84 times in the past three days. Here's a map of every location we've sent to that app. Are you really sure you want them to keep using your location? Yeah. And then you, you could turn it off like, or turn it off like right away. And it's like, that is, I mean, I, we have heard, like, we've talked about this before. Like, this, that has pissed off. Uh, I mean, that, like, they, I mean, it has caused companies that, like, trade in location data to be like, we're seeing less, uh, less uh, like precise location data from from ios devices because of that which is a good thing mind you Uh, yeah yeah that is that is extremely a good thing uh and it's like yeah so what a what a what a weird weird world we live in where we this is like a problem that we have to like a privacy problem that we have to deal with is that uh apps just like use your location data and also like using your location data i bet that also eats up your battery life uh i bet that's not cheap on battery life well either. precise spins up the actual so the difference between approximate and precise on android is approximate will use google's own location service without spinning up the gps right to go ahead and get an approximate location but any app that is precise that's when it actually turns on the gps and then goes ahead and and a bunch of this game, and a bunch of these games are, are are requesting precise location data, which is, uh, excuse me, why do you need to know my precise location on on this planet? Like, is uh, that's like this is the kind of this is the stuff that gives Android a bad rap, right? Like these this garbage being in the Play Store is the main reason that Android is looked down upon by a lot of technology folks right because if you actually speak to infosec folks they're like hey a hardened android device can actually be more secure than an ios device right but the reason the reason we always say go get an iphone if you're privacy conscious is that a hardened android device requires active thought and passively using an ios device versus passively using an android device you're more secure passively using that ios device yeah, it's like it requires more effort for you to like secure the Android device from uh, surreptitious uh, location tracking, uh, and it's like you have to actually like even like Google stuff that requires back like background location. Probably like Google Now requires probably like background location. Probably not co- precise location data, but like co- it's not Google Now anymore. It's Google Assistant, by the way. Before anyone, uh, before we get some. Uh, oh yeah, I'm, I haven't used Android in years. That's that's like me showing my uh, out of date uh, re- like knowledge of Google renaming their apps every few years. Uh, so like yeah, Google Assistant. Like if you turn on the like like the hashtag uh, magic features, uh, like it it probably tracks your location, right? Like it it will like it will pop up like a card when you're like near like uh, I don't know like you'll. T- well, I think I think what Google does is has like a general location service that will provide it to all of its apps, right? Yeah, so I, I don't think Google's like running down your GPS all the time. I'm pretty sure Google's using the approximate stuff and just trying to guesstimate based off of where you've been in the past to not ruin your battery life. Okay, I mean, I hope they, yeah, I hope they're not, yeah. And, and once again, too, like I trust. I mean, well, I don't trust, but Google has far more incentive to not do sketchy stuff of your location, right? To give it to other people. Like if Google's tracking it, that's likely going to stay within Google. And honestly, for Facebook apps as well. Facebook has no incentive to sell your location data, but to use it to, to sell you ads, right? Whereas these everyone else is probably selling your location data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody else. Uh, there's a there's a whole market of there's a whole market of like companies that like sell location data, right? Like to like and then like sell data and all that stuff too. Uh, yeah, and like they sell it to like uh, advertisers and like retailers and like anybody who wants to buy location data, uh, which is which is a lot of people. And it turns out, 
Turns out the government also is interested in buying location data. And turns out the which amendment, the uh, which amendment protects you from self-incrimination uh, or like which, which requires you to get a warrant for that kind of thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the fifth. Don't quote me on that. The Fifth Amendment, uh, I think, it's the, like whichever amendment requires you to get a like a warrant from a judge, turns out if you buy location data from 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 one of these companies, turns out you can bypass the the amendment uh, in the Constitution, which is which is uh, which is great, uh, which is uh, yay technology. Uh, so you know, uh, not great. Uh, so that's, I mean, is there anything else to talk about before we talk about uh, something a little bit? Do you want to talk about the folding phones before we talk about Animal Crossing? Like, do you want to talk about Animal Crossing last? I feel like. No, no, let's go. Let's go into folding phones. Let's talk about the folding drama. Let's go ahead and um, let's go ahead and fold in. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's been the Galaxy Z Flip, the Motorola new Razer. Folding phones have been released recently. And just it's the same problem that basically happened with the prior Galaxy Fold last year is that they're not durable at all. And for the Razer side, that was kind of expected, right? The Razer is made out of plastic. Motorola was like, yeah, you can bend it a bunch, but they were kind of being coy when it came to giving out review units. However, Samsung, I think, is the most more interesting player here because the Z Flip was claimed to be glass, and that sort of tempered out in the in the uh, in the in the, in the press because um, there's a YouTube channel called Jerry Rig Everything. Man, the guy who runs it named Zach. Um, and remember, glass scratches at a level five, but deeper grooves at a level six. I'm sorry, whatever is like a classic line, right? Because he always tests, he uses the Mohs hardness pick, which basically the hardness materials and glass does scratch at certain levels of hardness versus plastic. And he went ahead and put like a level two and it tore through the screen of the Z flip. And he's like, this isn't glass. But it turns out when he tore down the phone, that Samsung's using a very thin layer of glass, literally the size of a hair, because because the Verge actually had a really good piece on how all these folding materials are working, and basically the crux of it is anything will fold if it's thin enough. Yeah, like uh, so, like so. There's a it's the glass is on the Z Flip is uh, thirty microns thick, which is yeah, it's it's a very it's it's like you, you probably can't even. See See it like it's such a thin. It's like a very thin human hair, right? Uh, and there's like a uh, two layers of plastic, right? Like there's like one layer and then another layer on top. It's like a. It feels like a screen protector uh, on it. Yeah, because basically, without those layers of plastic, the screen would instantly shatter, basically on any impact. Yeah, uh, which is. I mean, I mean, it's kind of cool that Samsung Display is making like a. Uh, uh, a a, a a glass screen that is thirty microns thick that is uh that is uh, that is a technological marvel, but also at the same time it's like you, it's like you can't really use that on a on a device like this because you have to protect it first. Uh, and like is this the is this fine like the the Z Flip is probably the best of these devices right? Which is not saying uh, which is not saying uh, like you should buy this uh, or sh- anybody should buy. Absolutely not. You should absolutely not buy a folding phone right now. Let's be outright. But I think I think the problem is is that these companies are saying, "Hey, these are phones ready for consumer use." When they're not, a folding phone is as useful as a Windows 10 mobile phone was back when the Lumia 950 came out. Right? Like you buy it, and it's a nice toy to have, but it doesn't make sense to have this be your daily driver. And they're, these companies are saying, huh, yeah, 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 use the phones. They're great. They're great for your daily driver, and they're not. <laughs> no, they're absolutely. <laughs> like, uh, like there was, there's like a whole uh, list of warnings that you get when you like boot up the, uh, boot up the Z Flip for the first time, right? Like, you have to, like, it says, like, avoid pressing hard on the screen or the front camera lights. Tap the screen lightly to keep it safe. Uh, when you fold the phone, make sure there is nothing inside that could damage the screen. Well, that one. Makes sense. Uh, your phone isn't water or dust resistant, so you know that's also a thing. Don't attach adhesives such as films or stickers to the main screen. Uh, keep your phone away from credit cards, medical devices. I don't know why that is the case, but uh... magnets—they have magnets when they fold. So it's a general warning, right? In general, you don't put magnets around medical devices or credit cards because it will ruin the um, the mag stripe on them. Oh, the, the magnetic stripe, right? Okay, cool. So there are magnets. Okay. Which makes sense. That actually, that, yeah. that's not that, that one makes of a sense. Warning. And like the, your phone, like avoid pressing hard on the screen is like um, it's a touch screen. I, I, 
I mean, I think the whole the whole issue is just the marketing around it. Because even Zach from from Dre Rayling was like, "Hey, if Samsung said this is a plastic glass polymer that has much more structural integrity than a regular plastic screen, and it is glass based, then I, he was like, that'd be fine." But the problem they're pimping it out as glass, it's misleading in that aspect. Yeah, and it is, and it is like, <sighs> and I mean, I get it, they're early gen stuff, but maybe maybe they just shouldn't be released. These aren't ready for prime time. No, I I really don't think these should be sold as uh as they are. And, like they should be prototypes that they maybe show like up. limited runs, right? Maybe like developers can buy them, right? Like how Microsoft's doing with the Surface Duo in that, where like the the whole rumor is that Microsoft's going to do a soft launch soon of the Surface Duo and let people buy it, but not have a consumer push until the end of the year once all the software is ready for it and once they like make sure that the, this form factor works. Yeah. Uh, that is, uh, I mean, don't buy this phone. Uh, I mean, this, this goes without saying. Um, and it, because also there's another story as well that happened with inputs, Motorola Razor. So the Razor, the fold actually broke. Like the glass part that, or the, the plastic screen, it like, it started separating and they were just using it normally. And so, what they did, they wrote a story about it, and then the editor-in-chief of Input, um, Joshua Topolsky, was like, well, they bought that phone. That's not one that Motorola received. And Motorola's like, oh, send it back. We'll have our team look at it. And they're like, we're not comfortable doing that because you know this isn't a review unit, right? This is one that we bought at a Verizon store. So they were like, well, hey, maybe we can give it to iFixit. iFixit you know, seems like a good place for us to go rather than the landfill. Maybe we'll be able to take it apart, do some diagnostics on it, right? Maybe it'd be a put out like a little repair thing for it. And... They went ahead and told, like, asked iFixit, hey, do you want it? And apparently iFixit went to Motorola and iFixit came back saying that they can't give it, that they won't take that one because they have a pre-existing relationship with Motorola and that would heart damage that relationship, which is like, what? Um, um, uh, that's, uh, I, I I fix it. I mean, I respect that the work that I fix it does, but at, that's at the not same, a good look. That's uh, that is um, this. How do you say it? It's it's problematic. Uh, it's uh, that's the, the conflict of interest. There is obvious and like because when you think about it, it's like well, I fix it's on the side of consumers, right? For making devices more repairable, why would they care about a pre-existing relationship with Motorola, especially when some random reviewer gave them a Galaxy Fold last year to, to take mm, apart, right? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you think about it, and that means there's probably some business relationship there. I Because iFixit sells repair parts for phones. So they're likely, they're likely someone on the business side was like, well, we're not going to get access to these parts where we make money off of, so you can't take this one phone. I, I, and also like the Motorola Razor display is like separating, right? Like it's like breaking and peeling at the fold, which is, uh, and like it, when it, when it does that, it's like not responsive in that location. So, uh, we're off to a great start. Yeah. Especially because uh, every single, every single, um, OEM has not wanted, has not been giving reviewers full access to the phone. They've been giving influencers the phone, but the reviewers only get them for like a day or whatever. 24 hours, uh, according to the, according to Dieter uh, over at the, at the Verge. And he had to obtain, uh, a Korean version of the Z Flip, uh, uh, on the, on, on the, on the third party market, apparently, like yeah, the joke was that he obtained like an illegal copy of the phone, but uh, he just bought it off somebody. I guess somebody who had like a like a Korean version of the uh, phone, and it's like uh, then it, that's and that's always a, like it's always a bad sign when you have some like brand new untested technology and they they don't give it to reviewers for uh, any sort of extended periods of time and they only give it to uh, influencers. It's just like with video games, right? Like the bad video games are the ones that don't get review uh, press copies shipped out. And like, and sometimes it's a sign of confidence, but sometimes it's like mm, with a with a with a product that's untested like this and like a new technology, it's like it's probably bad. Uh, it's it's probably not good. Uh, so, mm. 
I'm I'm certain we're not gonna. This is not the end of the folding phone woes uh, saga. Uh, I'm sure we're gonna be back soon enough talking about another OEM that's gonna release a folding phone that's a complete disaster. Actually, uh, um, I just want to before we move on to the next one, I'm I'm re looking at that input piece and I actually updated it with a statement from the CEO of iFixit. So I feel like we should just put that out real quick. Um, so basically. The, what he's saying is, to the question of our consultation, we work directly with Motorola selling parts and toolkits for repairing their phones. Motorola is the only major smartphone manufacturer that sells repair parts and supports customer repair of their products. Our mission is to enable everyone to fix their things, and we are trying to bring parts and tools for all smartphones and consumers. The surfaceability of smartphones is paramount is, is an envir- a paramount environmental issue. As a favor to Molarola, we opted to pass on the opportunity to assess your device on the record. We're not trying to pull punches after all. We awarded the phone a 1 out of 10 on our responsibility scale. We do not defer to manufacturers for root cause analysis. So basically, yeah, it's a business thing. And like, I love the spin that they had to like, they had to write a whole paragraph of spin to, uh, before they give the, <laughs> it's like the, you didn't see you had to write a whole paragraph of marketing spin. Um, uh, as a favor to Motorola, we opted. Okay. That's, yeah, I mean, that, 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 that one little bit tells me all I need to know. Like, that's. Yeah, uh, I fix it is like now like on my list of. Uh, I mean, I fix it still doing good work. Like mind you, they're still lobbying for the right to repair, but it's just like it's a it's a corporation, right? At the end of the day, it's a it's it's a, it's a company. Yep, yep, yep. Temper your expectations. Uh, Speaking usual. about tempering your expectations, mm-hmm. though, let's move on to Animal Crossing. Oh God, here we go. Okay, so is can I before you get started on on the game itself? I want to clown on Nintendo a little bit. Okay, I mean, you go uh, ahead. You go ahead. Clown uh, on Nintendo. So so uh, the the Nintendo Direct for video presentation for Animal the new Animal Crossing game, Animal Crossing uh, New Horizons came out, and one of the details in there was that. Nintendo is severely limiting save file options for for Animal Crossing on on the Switch. There is no way to access the same Animal Crossing save file across multiple Switch systems, and also, uh, also that if you like lose your save, they can do a restore only once. So there is a save, but they have to retrieve it in some weird way, I guess. Uh, but they ha- they're gonna. Allow you to save the retrieve the save data once, and there's also like one save per per system restriction. And in 2020, I think Animal Crossing should redesign their video game uh, to not have uh, a, a, a like a, a one save per device restriction. Like that's that's a that's a weird restriction to have in 2020. And also, Nintendo's. Why, why is there, why is there a fucking, like, why is there restrictions on saves across these, like, why is this Singapore game, why did it, why is that, why can I, why can I not use your cloud save service that, which we, you make everybody pay for, by the way, uh, and it's, it's like, why is, why cannot, why, I, why, uh, like, Nintendo, why, um, please, 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 please send Satic in writing, Doug Bowser, a, a note, a handwritten note on why Satic cannot move his Animal Crossing save to his new Nintendo 3DS. Like, well, and it's like, look, even if I could, if even if I couldn't move the save, why is it not? Why doesn't why doesn't this game support? Why are there single player titles on the Switch that don't support? Uh. Like what? There are there are other games that don't do this. Okay, right? so like- so so firstly, firstly, let's. It's a TV that looks like an apple, um, and se- that's a Jim Sterling reference from the last Animal Crossing game. That's why I'm bringing it up. Um, it is it is a TV though that does look like an apple. That is a correct statement from Nintendo. But um, the reason is back. At, well, here's my thinking. So back in the Wii days, if you wanted to homebrew your console, you know how you did it. You hacked the save. Yep. Save hacking. Save hacking was the easiest way to jailbreak a Wii. And I'm and I think because of that, Nintendo the one thing Nintendo seems to hate more than anything is unmodified is modified access to their consoles. Yeah. Yeah, it seems like they hate it 
Yeah. And they go from all they will. Do you remember how the Switch, right? They did a hardware revision to stop people from accessing the built-in recovery menu to load Android on there. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, yeah. Do you actually I mean, do you own a Switch that you can actually mod? Because did you get yours before like 2018? I, I think so. Like, I, I don't know how I would tell. Like, without serial number, there's a website I can send you where you put in the serial number and you'd be able to check. Oh, I see. Okay, but like, I my switch was before like the Nintendo hacking stuff came out. Like, I bought my switch before that, uh, so I don't know. It's, yeah, it but probably... so Nintendo will go to like all lengths. The, Nintendo will sue people who sell ROM cards on Amazon, right? Like, Nintendo tries to get those cards taken down, where you can put like an SD card into like a little actual cart that would go into the machine, right, to to load just images of games. Nintendo goes to wild lengths to prevent unmodified access to their hardware. So that's the base reason I'm 90% sure that Animal Crossing has this, because I don't even think you can move Breath of the Wild saves between devices. Actually, I can check right now. I, I can just, I can just, uh, no, you can set it to the cloud backup, but you can't, but you can always, there's ability to transfer saves between devices, right? I don't think that is accessible for like most first party Nintendo games. Yeah. Like if I go to uh, transfer your save data, send save data to a near, okay, I can't actually do that, but like say save data cloud, all save data. Uh, so Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, uh, Tetris 99, uh, Yoshi's Crafted World, Super Mario, uh, Odyssey, and, uh, Breath of the Wild. Uh, Splatoon 2 is the one, one game that is not, uh, supported. And that one, like, um, I, I don't know that, like, is, is the whole thing for Splatoon 2, like, the, all the character data is stored on, on, on Nintendo's cloud already? Like, it's not like, uh, it's like an online game, like, it's like an MMO. I mean, it could be, thing. but you never know with Nintendo, right? But I think, I still think it's, so it's, it's about the, the exploit reason. That's, that's pretty much what I think it's why they do that. Yeah. I also, but I, I, I know that, like, people have told me that, that reasoning, but also at the same time, it's kind of it's bullshit though like no it is bullshit like hey i don't agree with it i'm just telling you what the reason is i think it's the like i you know it's the one nice thing about microsoft's xbox os that has many flaws in it i've never lost save data exactly because what guess what even without uh even without uh xbox live gold uh you it's available to everybody who has a microsoft account right it's like if you log in with your microsoft account and you play a video game congratulations your your save data is now on the cloud so uh like it is like like that is one of the best features on the xbox is that like it is good like you you, you, like save data is just is just moved around like it would be and like with with the ps4 you have the save data saved locally and there's a local backup option and if you pay for playstation plus you get the cloud backup right so you can you can put the save data on a USB drive if you if you want. Like you can plug in a USB drive into your PS4 and then tell it to copy over the save data, and you can use that as a backup. Uh, or or if you don't want to do that, you can you can pay for PlayStation Plus and it will uh, do the same online uh, cloud backup. So everybody else is doing this, and like PS4 even lets you fucking copy the save onto like an external piece of storage, like Nintendo. I I think it's it's time to move on from your little uh little like I don't know like some sort of phobia to uh, allowing people to access save files uh because it's it's really really like this is like a for, this is a first party game and you're like restricting like it's it's so stupid uh okay all right but come on but the game's cute right you got the it's 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 capitalism but pretty you know. All right, all right, before we start, Tom Nook is is canceled uh, because he is uh, Tom Nook is is a landlord and he's also uh, like he's he's a loan. He's like a, he's, he like runs up. Loan. He's a loan shark. So let's 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 so let's talk about Animal Crossing through the lens of an anti capitalist perspective. Okay, Animal Crossing is a game in that one human person um, always for some reason tends to be in a pace of power in a town full of a bunch of animals um which is very specious if you think about it you know and essentially you are given a chance to move out of your house because you know you're millennial you know you, you got you got sick of your mom's avocado toast you got to make your own right so you go to this town 
You're going to a desert island now, deserted island. So how, are these islands really deserted or is Tom Nook wiping out the natives? Mm, is it, that's why I said Tom Nook is also now a colonizer. Yeah, right? he's colonizing that- this, this island. You, and hey, guess what? This is the first Animal Crossing game where you don't start off as a white person. So good on them. You can actually pick your skin color. But you, as a privileged person, are coming from a developed world, you know, to the developing world, to develop this island. And Tom Nook magically supplies all the resources. So if, if who's who's bankrolling Animal Crossing? Let's think about this. Because Tom Nook is paying for a bunch of randos to be on an island and build their life. And then Tom Nook is saying for digging up fossils, selling beetles, and catching fish, you will raise enough money to pay off your loan. Mm, and also the loan is in, a, is in his own made-up currency called Nook Miles. Which are done by completing daily tasks on the island. So, are you really? Is is this really just a Ford town, right? You know what a Ford town is, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is, I think this is just a Ford town, and Nintendo is wrapping this up in a uh, in a cute little little. You know, you're just gonna forget about your your worries and just do maniacal tasks. You know, just like Amazon Mechanical Turk. You know, just do a bunch of little tasks, make make pennies on the dollar while big old Tom Nook decides to eat? I don't think so. I think that this, there's something more to this. Than- yes, there's some, Tom Nook is uh, a suspicious character and like, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe maybe we should like, maybe the, maybe the people on the island should, uh, we should get, should get together and form uh, a, a revolution uh, and uh, either Tell- and specifically, specifically, they should revolt against Tom Nook and the player character. Just to be clear, because the player character, for some reason, in the last Animal Crossing game, you became the mayor of a town. What about the residents who have been living there their entire lives? Why are they so willing to accept you as a mayor in that town? What have they been conditioned to do? That is the important question that we don't ask about Animal Crossing. We only look at ourselves and say, oh my God, this is going to be great for, you know, when I'm feeling down and I just want to go catch some fish, which it is. Don't get me wrong. Animal Crossing is great for anxiety, but have you ever thought, have you ever thought that maybe you're part of the problem with Animal Crossing? Because all of these virtual characters, Kid Cat. Why is Kit Kat only being in my town for three months before deciding to leave Nintendo? What other town did he go to? We don't know. What if it's really just indentured servitude? What if Animal Crossing is modern? I don't know. Just, just, just modern, like uh, the modern, uh, like, uh, like the gig economy. Is that is it, is it the gig economy in, in a video game? Is that one of this? I, I think I think it is. I think it is. Oh my god! Like what? what the the, the, res, the residents should form a union and kick Tom Nook off the fucking island. Uh, and the thing is, too, Isabel's always a secretary. You know, Isabel does the most amount of work because while you're out being a mayor, catching fish and digging your holes in the ground, Isabel is doing the secretarial work, and so. What I think is going on with Animal Crossing here is that Isabel should become the actual mayor. You should be her servant. And the folks in the town should have Medicare for all, basically is what I'm saying. <laughs> so congratulations, gamers. We have made Animal Crossing extremely political. Uh, Remember, fuck Tim Sweeney. <laughs> well, actually, you know, it's, with all the sarcasm aside, um, Animal Crossing looks really great. It is a game. You go to an island, you are given a tent, you have to pay off a loan, and you just kind of waste time catching fish, designing your house, um, sort of, you can design the town out, you can place other houses, you can invite friends to play with you, you can catch bugs and stuff and build a collection. It's like a very quiet sort of Stardew Valley-esque game. Right. Um, I'm like, when is this coming out? Like, they say March 20, right? Yeah, March 20th, right. Okay, so it's next month. Uh... And this this was the game that got delayed, right? Because there was uh, the actual like, the studio the, that makes Animal Crossing is a no crunch policy, so they delayed it by six months. It's supposed to come out October of last year. So, like me, me being facetious aside, like it's actually from what I've heard, they actually have like good working conditions. Um, but so I'm excited for Animal Crossing. I don't know. I part of me is tempted to buy another Switch for it, but I really am gonna regret it. I want to play this one game. So, like, if when the Switch emulator becomes good enough, I'll probably just do that. <laughs> Um, I don't condone piracy. Of course, I'd buy a, a physical copy of the game and then rip the <laughs> image off of it. Of course, that's what I do. Um, just Shades of Brown is not for the people, apparently. 
Are you going to get it though? That's the important question. You have a switch still. I I don't know. Maybe maybe like I, I I'm I'm like I want to like wait for some reviews. I want to see what this game looks like and like what well, I can just like. ship you my 3ds if you want to play it Animal Crossing. Nah, it looks nah, like. I don't want to play it on 3ds, but like I like I want like so. What did you think of the game from the like what you saw in the direct? Like like wh- how did it look? It looks like the old Animal Crossing game, but it's better. And I'm okay with that. Like, see, my thing, like, Animal Crossing is a game that I have very low expectations for because I only wanted to fuck around in, right? Like, I just want to buy a cute dress, put it on my character, talk to some animal friends, and waste time in it, right? I want to listen to the comfy soundtrack and waste time in the game. And it does an explicitly great job at that. And it's like, my problem is, honestly, is Nintendo going to ruin it with microtransactions? Because they ruined the mobile game with microtransactions. Yeah, the pocket camp... Well, like the spinoff title, right? Uh, Pocket Camp, still banned in Bulgaria, I think, or what's the country? Belgium, yeah, still banned in Belgium, I think, for the piece of the grindy loot box mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the Nook Miles thing, can you like, is there going to be like a microtransaction thing where you can like buy Nook Miles using? They haven't like, announced it, but it could happen, right? That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I hope that there's a version but... of it called Catcoin in the prior game. Or coin cat, something like that, and that one never became a microtransaction. But I mean, this is a different Nintendo now. Yeah, I have, I have some, I have some, I have some. I, I hope Nintendo doesn't introduce like microtransactions in in what is going to be, I assume, like a fully priced release, right? Yeah, sixty dollar game. Yeah. So and and if there's if there's microtransactions, then I'm going to be a very very like if if they're okay so if i'm considering buying this if if it's decent and it doesn't have microtransactions right if it has microtransactions uh i'm not buying it like uh, it doesn't matter like it's uh it's not i'm not i mean for this specific like is this like it's like it's a very light desire to buy this game for me already so it's like if there are microtransactions i'm just like no, nah, I'm good. No, I get you. I get you. I, I, I'm there with you. So if I still had a Switch, I'd probably buy it. But I see the only way I would buy this game is if that Animal Crossing theme Switch came back in stock, and someone and I walked into a store and they were like, and they were like, "Oh, we have one." I would then at that point look at myself and be like, "Motherfucker," and then buy it. But that actually that switch has been delayed because of the coronavirus right like it's like not no memes or anything like production of that one has actually been delayed it's gonna be super hard to get yes uh that that has a uh yeah the coronavirus has affected uh has affected uh like production for all sorts of uh like electronics uh hardware uh so that's that's the thing uh so what else is there to talk about Animal Crossing? Like, is is like the Animal Crossing series is is that like why is this like such a popular series? Uh, I think is, is it just because it is like this calm like it's like sort of like a it's it's the same reason why Stardew Valley is such a great series, right? Because think about it, people love ch- doing checklists. Why do you think people play Destiny so much, right? People love checklists, and and, and this is like. A checklist game that's calm, cuddly, cute, and you can never feel bad playing Animal Crossing, right? The game does not make you feel bad. Right. So it's not like it's there's no like negative feedback loop in Animal Crossing. Like it's like constantly like you either it's like it's like you always get like positive feedback, right? Is that is that is that a thing? Okay. Okay. So it's like it's like it's like how why I play Forza Horizon Four. It's like it it's uh it's like constantly giving you positive feedback. Uh, so okay, I get it. Okay, now I get it. Okay, cool. And also, like, I'm about the furries love it because it's uh, anthropomorphic animals, right? Uh, Unfortunately, uh, Animal Crossing is not horny. Just want to put that out there. I mean, I knew that, but like, it's. it's I mean, like, not for it, you, but for for some people who might be thinking <laughs> you can date animals in it. No, 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 no it's no. it's not. It's not. It's very PG. Uh, very G. A, very G. Yeah. Um, no parental guidance required. I guess it's for kids. Uh, so that's a talk. Tar- Actually, that's a good question. Is the target demographic like kids, right? Like that's is that the thing? Okay, yeah, it's a wholesome game. Like Animal Crossing is just a wholesome Nintendo game with a slightly, slightly tinted Overlord capitalist bent on it. If you look, if you squint your eyes a little bit, if you really look into it. But outside of those jokes, right? Like it's a really comfy game. Oh, I, I want. I, I seriously want somebody to write a whole thing piece about like looking at like Animal Crossing's. Oh, friend. Uh, yeah. Oh, friend. Give me a second. I, 
<laughs> you gotta find me a thing piece. That's it's already out there. I've read it years ago. Oh my god! Yes, Tom Nook. I, I, uh, to Tom Nook. <laughs> like I, I know. Like on the on the Waypoint Radio podcast, they were they were talking about how Tom Nook is uh, is problematic. And here like, we go from Inverse.com from two years ago. Should Animal Crossing players revolt against Tom Nook? Yes, yes. I say we. I say they should revolt. Um, Tom, why, why Tom Nook is an evil capitalist villain? <laughs> uh, and Tom Nook is this like raccoon, right? Tanuki. It's, He's a Tanuki. Yeah. Um, and uh, at first glance, Tom Nook is a simple small business owner slash raccoon. <sighs> I, I think we should wrap this podcast up. I think because at this point, we're going to be like, like, sp- like, there wasn't, as you can tell, there wasn't there wasn't much. No, there, there wasn't, wasn't much, much to talk news, about uh, this, this week because uh, we MWC uh, got canceled. MWC so. got oh. canceled uh, because everybody's afraid of the coronavirus. Uh, uh, so that's that's the thing. Uh, so as always, uh, show the show notes uh, two sheds uh, You can find us. Uh, you can uh, you can contact us by email. Contact at two sheds As always, you can find me. On my website, southextave.com, you can find me on the Fediverse at packetcat at 10forward.social. Uh, and Christian, where do people find you on the on the internet? Y'all can find me at chosefine.website. Um, once again, if you are hiring, I'm going to just put that. I'm not, I'm not going to make the show too promoting, but you know, like uh, you should hire me because that'd be cool. But um, you also find me on Mastodon at chosefine at twitter.xyz. Yeah, and with that, goodbye. Bye.